Hello and welcome to Market Win Week in Review for the week ending June 16th, 2023. I'm your host, Michelle Bajargal, and today I'm joined by our investment strategist, Bei Chen Lin. Hi, Bei Chen. Hey, Michelle, how are you? Good, how are you? Thank you Doing for joining well. us. <laughs> so let's kick off our discussions with central bank announcements. First, uh, we saw some divergence between policy in the U.S. and in Europe, with ECB announcing rate hikes, while in the U.S. here, Fed um, decided to hold rates. Perhaps we can start with ECB and their decision to um, raise interest rates? Sure. So the ECB decided to raise interest rates by 25 basis points. And at the press conference today, ECB President Christine Lagarde strongly hinted that more rate increases are likely. One of the challenges of Europe is that their inflation problem has been very sticky. In fact, the ECB staff revised upward their projection for core inflation rates for both 2023 and 2024. And when you combine that with the fact that the ECB got started later on compared to the Fed in their rate hiking cycle, that sort of justifies the ECB's need to continue hiking interest rates so that they can get inflation back down to target. In contrast, when we look at the Federal Reserve, the Fed has already done quite a bit of tightening. They've done more than 500 basis points cumulative of tightening. Interest rates are already deeply restrictive in the United States. And as a result, when interest rates are that deeply restrictive, what the Federal Reserve wants to do is it wants to have the opportunity to basically assess the situation, look at the oncoming data, look at the incoming data, excuse me, and make sure that they are doing what they need to do to achieve both of their goals. One being making sure that price stability is here, but also two, trying as best as possible not to disrupt the economic growth. Now, when it comes to that trade-off between making sure inflation goes back down to target versus preventing a recession, the Federal Reserve is going to err on the side of making sure inflation gets back down to target. And that's why what we saw yesterday with the FOMC press conference was that the Federal Reserve signaled it could potentially even have more rate hikes to do in the future, but it's going to take the opportunity for now, at least in the month of June, to sort of stop and take a look at the environment before making a decision about what to do in the future. Speaking of data, um, we had our latest CPI report. Maybe can you provide a little bit more color there? Um, and again, you've, as you've alluded a little bit, tie into the Fed's decision. Well, sure. So from the CPI report, if you look at the core inflation, which is generally what the Fed focuses on, if you look at the month-over-month -month core inflation rate, that was broadly in line with expectations. So it came in at around 0.44%. Consensus was looking for 0.37%. So pretty close. When you look at the decomposition, what you see is that a lot of the core inflation this time around was driven by things like automobiles, which tend to be a little bit more volatile. Whereas when you look at things like core services, excluding medical, shelter, and transportation, that category of inflation, which has been one that the Fed has been a little bit more worried about, has actually started to stabilize a little bit. So overall, from those numbers, we do see some promising developments. But at the same time, the Fed is also focused to make sure core inflation rates eventually return back down to that 2% target. Not to 3%, not to 4%, but down to 2%. And in order to do that, it really needs to make sure that the labor market is back into balance. So right now we still see a very strong and resilient labor market where labor demand far outweighs labor supply. The Atlanta Fed wage tracker shows that nominal wage growth is still around 6%, levels that are well above the Fed's, will be consistent with the Fed's inflation target. And so that's why the Federal Reserve is saying, okay, even though we're going to take a little bit of a breather now, it's possible that we might have to do more in order to get inflation back down to the target levels. 
Um, definitely more to come on the inflation here. So given all of this new information, how does it change or does it change our outlook on recession? And what, what is your opinion on recession over the next 12 to 18 months? Well, I would say that our outlook is still very similar to where it was before, and we'll be releasing our global market outlook very shortly. Mm -hmm. We still expect that a recession is likely to happen both in the U.S. and in other developed markets on a 12 to 18 month horizon. And when we look at the S&P 500 closing north of 4,400 as of Thursday, June 15th, I know it's kind of hard to say, wow, why are we expecting recession? But ultimately, when you look at the leading economic indicators, you've already seen a lot of them point to an signs of an impending economic slowdown. Mm -hmm. So we're seeing weakness in the manufacturing sector. We've already seen temporary help employment, basically employment for those on contract. That has already started to peak, and that generally tends to lead broader changes in the overall economy. And we're going to be in this situation where you know, not all of the data is going to point you in the same direction, right? It's not necessarily going to be a linear path to a slowdown. You might see pockets of resilience. Take a look at the consumer spending data for the month of May. That came in unexpectedly strong. But on balance, when you look at all the data points and when you look at the fact that the Federal Reserve has already tightened interest rates so much, it does likely mean that we're going to be headed for a recession. The good news, though, is that that recession is likely to be on the mild to moderate side. We're not expecting something that's a repeat of 2008. And so what I would say to our viewers is don't panic. You know, if you're worried about a speed bump in the middle of the road, you don't need to get out of the car. All you need to do is just buckle that seatbelt, have a plan, stay disciplined, stick to your strategic beliefs, and you'll be able to weather the economic storm. Well, thank you so much for your insight, Bei Chen, and thank you for tuning in. We'll be back next week.